Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to get into capital raising and how to know if we're partnering with the best sponsor we can or not. And today, our guest is Holly Williams. She is a principal of MQ Ventures and it's a general partner. She's a general partner in over $100 million in multifamily apartment communities. In addition to multifamily holdings, Holly has been a real estate investor for over 20 years. Her active real estate portfolio includes rental apartments in Brooklyn, New York, single-family homes and land holdings in New Orleans, Louisiana region, and upstate New York, and passive investments in Ohio, South Carolina, and Texas. She holds a BA and MA in advertising communications from Texas Tech University and was named Outstanding Alumni of the College of, of Media and Communications in 2011. Holly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, thanks, Whitney. It's good to be here. Holly, would you first tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into real estate, and then specifically uh, syndication? Okay, we'll do that. Um, I guess I got into real estate because I needed a place to live, right? And I grew up in a middle class background, and and you know my my parents used to tell me, you know, get a job, get an education, get put the most of your four hundred one k. And try not to rent, you know, and if you look around at, at all the, the really high net worth people, a good chunk of their real, their, their net worth is typically in real estate. So I moved to New York City for a job in 1990 and I bought an apartment in 1992. So that's that. So my first, my first uh, real estate purchase was an apartment in New York city. And then I started buying, I bought a couple of rental homes, um, back in Texas and, um, you know, some property in Mississippi and Louisiana, believe it or not, where, where my family is from. And then it just sort of, sort of, uh, has gone from there. I, I married a guy, got married in 1996. We, uh, renovated a Brooklyn four family house, um, and live in, lived in one, we live in one of them now. We still do. And we get rents from the other three, bought a house in Woodstock several years ago. But about five years ago, I discovered, uh, multifamily investing and, and that, you know, you could, you could, you could invest passively. Um, you know, because I've had this career in advertising, right. And I never, really um, had the time to go uh, and the focus to go into real estate, you know, all the way. And so I never knew that you could passively invest in apartment complexes um, and really make as good a return as if you're doing a single family house yourself and with all the tax benefits. So that was a revelation to me. I invested in one. That's how I learned about it. And so now um most recently, about the last couple of years, I've begun offering up opportunities to to my network um, when I find a good deal. So, great, 
right? Tell me why why real estate syndication now and not you know not flipping or or purchasing small rentals or uh, um, other just other types of real estate why why multifamily syndication well number one it's conservative um if you do it right um you can get cash flow almost from day one um and so if you underwrite conservatively and I also stick to class B properties. And what that means is these are working Americans and it's a real, I think overlooked market segment in our, in our country right now. Right. Um, so it's not the class a uh, that that's getting built all over the place for like very, you know, high end. But what we're able to do is to go into working Americans where they live. These are McDonald's managers. These are people that take your blood at the hospital, um, and, and we're able to go in and make where they live a better place. We go in and we make it, first of all, more efficient and we add security and we go in and we'll add little things and, and raise the rent slightly. And, and they're willing to pay for things like covered parking and washers and dryers and, those sorts of things. And so it's very simple what we do. We buy an apartment complex that has room to get better and we make it better. And as we make it better, the income goes up because the rents go up. Um, we retain tenants more. We, we uh, uh, operate more efficiently. So we save money. And then, so that increases the value of the asset. And then, and then we, so we pay dividends so you can make money while you go, just like you would collect rent, only you don't have to collect the rent, which is the best part of it. And, um, and, then, and then you get the benefits of investing in real estate, as opposed to the stock market, where the fund manager is getting most of the benefits and you're getting kind of what's left after it all trickles down and everybody gets their, their cut. So you're really an owner you know, it's really, a, it's, it's as simple as people getting together and buying an apartment complex and having one very experienced partner and that is in charge of managing that asset and, and, um, and doing most of the work. And that's the general partner. And so we, limited partners invest passively and they get the benefits of real estate and the general partner does most of the work. What would you say gave you the confidence to jump from, say, single family or or um, other asset classes like that, that, you know, all the way up to a syndication and purchasing larger multifamily deals and investing, you know, large amount, amounts of money passively or invest, investors capital? Yeah. So, so first of all, to invest in multifamily, you know, you really don't have to have a lot of money. I mean, you need to be an accredited investor, right? But um, uh, you know, and the, and the FCC makes it a little difficult for us to normal people to find these things, but it's not an outrageous net worth that you have to have to have. Um, I've been a successful, you know, I had a successful career and, and still do in advertising and, and, you know, most people that, you know, or eventually you become an accredited investor and, and you can start out with it. it $50,000, $100,000. And so it's not like you need, 
you know, millions. That's the thing. For most of these, you need a $10 million account at Goldman Sachs, you know, and this is, you know, to really get in, if you will, unquote, on, on opportunities like this. And what, what we do is really we're, we, we're, we're smaller, you know, and so we're able to share the wealth and, um, and we get smaller. We all, you know, keep more of our dollars, right? That's my, that's my motto is keep more, right? Mm. Because the tax benefits of real estate are incredible as most of, most of your listeners probably know already. And as a passive investor in multifamily syndication, most of the time, um, it's, I get a loss at the end of the year on paper. So I may make on a hundred thousand dollar investment, I may make $8,000, but I have a, you know, a loss of $10,000 or whatever, because of that accelerated depreciation, because of all the expenses that we're able to write off against that income. So it really is a very good, um, way to move some money out of the stock market, diversify, it's also a really good um, way you can use your IRA, and I did that for my first one, actually. I, I converted some of my IRA money into what's called a checkbook IRA, where I'm able to control the investments as opposed to paying, you know, fidelity insane amounts of money to be able to do it for me. Hmm. So... I feel like one of your qualities is being able to raise capital and being able to talk to investors and, and then partnering on other deals and learning how to, to know what syndicators or sponsors you should partner with. And going to that investor uh, part of this process, can you give us some tips on, on raising capital and meeting those, the high net worth individuals uh, who are looking to invest in these deals? How do we meet those folks? Well, um, the first thing is to, to, I'm able to, I'm getting my experience out there like like uh, like I am do, with your with your podcast. It is all about networking and it's about going out and learning what makes a good deal and what doesn't make a good deal. There are and I have on my website um some resources on on that and I have a a little uh PDF that I've written, a little booklet on, you know, what I look for when I'm evaluating a deal. Um, I meet the syndicators. I talk to the syndicators. I talk to, I um, study markets. You really have to do your due diligence. I mean, I, I study mark. There are markets that I think are better maybe than other markets uh, for at least regions of the country where people are, are moving versus moving to versus moving away. Um, the Northeast, I have very little besides New York City, which I live there. I'm actually up in my vacation house in Woodstock, New York right now. I bought, it's interesting because I bought, we bought this as an investment. We were going to rent it out and then we ended up loving it. So now we use it. <laughs> so. Oh. So, so, you know, it's not all about the money, right? It's about, it's about having a nice life and being, being able to give back and being able to have time for your, for your family and friends. So, yeah. Tell me, how do you know which sponsor you want to partner with? How are some ways that you vet them and know that they're qualified? 
Well, if they're like-minded, and I think that that, that's for everybody, right? You have to decide what you're comfortable with. Um, There are syndicators that focus on a lot of different things. Um, I'm pretty, pretty focused on, I know what I want. So what I, what I want is a class B property, again, working Americans, because when the economy gets bad, people trade down. So the people that have maybe stretched to live in an apartment that they can barely afford or whatever, or even when they lose their homes or whatever, they need a place to live. When the mortgage goes under, like in 2008, and if you look at the the track record of Class B properties, um, they're pretty stable because they aren't in dangerous, horrible, you know, it's not, it's not a, a, a really low income, but it's really working Americans. So those Americans that are making maybe thirty, fifty thousand dollars a year in a place like Texas, that's what I, that's really what I look for. Um, I look for conservative underwriting. What that means is try to, we, I, I want cash flow now. So I want something that's making money now, not maybe a lot of money, but a little money. And then I want to be able to uh, look at what would happen in a worst case scenario there. So a good a good thing that I a good rule of thumb that I use is about ten percent. So if it's ninety percent occupied now, what would happen if it went to eighty one percent, right, or eighty percent occupancy? Would we be losing our shirts, or would we still be able to hang in there until the market turned? The other thing I look for is the loan terms. So we want uh, we want a longer term loan because you can lose money in real estate if you have to get out. Mm. So what you don't want to do is be able to. You want something that's cash flowing um, and that you can withstand um, a, a downturn in the market because we don't know what the market's going to do. But unlike stockbrokers, right? Stockbrokers will tell you they have no idea what it's going to do. I can tell you that the multifamily properties that I get involved with, I can tell you what they're probably going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a different thing, depending on the outside influences, right? So we may make less money, but we're not going to lose lose mm-hmm. our shirts on it because you still got something that that is an asset that somebody you got to live somewhere. Right. Because you're of your conservative underwriting. That's exactly right. And I don't how you can make more money. I mean, I've known people that have made, they make tons of money, you know, buying a plot of land, they build a big building, they, you know, and, and big markets, especially the one I live in in New York city, you know, you buy for appreciation. They may not make money the first you know, few years, but that they're going to make money at the end of the day, a lot of money, a lot more money than probably I'll make. Right. Right. But I don't have, they also could lose, lose badly if it, if things go badly. And, and I, I don't, what I'm, what I look at multifamily syndication, passive investing, I, I look at it, I, I, I look at it as my retirement income. So a lot of the financial 
advisors or whatever, they're going to tell you to get an annuity or put it in bonds or all the things. And they're getting paid lots of money to tell you these things, (laughs) you know, and, you know, we're conditioned and we're taught things like our three to 5% is good, right? Well, it's not, it's really not because the brokers are making a whole lot more than that. And they don't have skin in the game. And that is the other thing I look for is the syndicators need to have skin in the game themselves. I want to invest in what I, what my investors invest in. Right. Right. Tell me, um, what is, what, what is a crucial thing that or quality that someone needs to be a successful syndicator? So I have business experience. At the end of the day, um, this is a business, right? I understand about profit and loss. I understand, you know, that you take money in, you take, that's what I don't understand about the stock market. You can, I can tell you all this. I can tell you about P&E ratios, but at the end of the day, I don't know why the stock goes up. <laughs> you know, Trump tweets, it goes up. Trump tweets, <laughs> it goes down. They have a good earnings, it goes down. I, I just don't, I, I, you know, it's just the luck of the draw. It's too much. I mean, I still am in the stock market, but but I just, I just at the end of the day, all my retirement money was, was in something I didn't understand really. Mm-hmm. And so, so I looked this at, at this as an income producing asset, um, for cash flow and in retirement. So I think that, I think that, that that's the whole reason, um, to do this is that, um, I believe that it, you can touch it, you can feel it. And, and I understand it. It's very, this is a very simple it sounds complicated, but it's actually very simple and straightforward. We've all, I mean, I've lived in apartment complexes. I get it. They pay rent, you get income, you manage it appropriately, you know, well, and you make, you make cash flow. And then if it appreciates all the better. Hmm. So. How have you seen syndicators fail? What's, why did they fail? They have a, a bad loan. Like they have a balloon loan that needs to come, that comes due. And we have a, 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 a crisis in lending, like, like 2008, the banks just weren't lending money. Right. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is when they are too optimistic, if someone comes to me and guarantees me something, I run as fast as I can. Um, there is a, there's a big company in New York, in New York, they advertise on the radio and everything. And they, they guarantee 12% interest. And, you know, I did a lot of research on them in there. They do, they do it. Lots of people are getting 12% interest. They're not doing anything illegal, but let me tell you what, it's not backed up by anything and you don't share in the upside. That's the beauty of this is that you get the tax benefits right? So it's basically tax deferred income. And then you get, you share in the upside. And that is, has been lately, like really a a beautiful bonus, right? Mm. And, and, and so anybody that guarantees anything is, is just, I run as fast as I can. Um, And then, and then, you know, you have to underwrite conservatively, and then you have to be 
in a market that's growing. So tell me some way you are, you are improving your business right now. I think that, that I'm getting out there more. I'm spending more time, um, just, you know, meeting more people, um, networking with people that I, that I already know, getting referrals. Um, I've had some success. And so people have sent me their, their friends and family. Um, I also, uh, you know, the more of these that I do, the more I learn and the more confident I am and the more I believe in what I'm doing. And I think that that shows, I, I think that, and also the more I'm really learning how much we are actually paying for, uh, these, the financial advisors and all those things. And you know what? Most of us, you know, they're, we're not, they're not smarter than we are. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I've, I've really, uh, come to believe that and we are paying a lot more than, you know, it's so funny because when you, when you join a multifamily syndication, you, you, the paperwork is, is what's called a PPM. It's a private placement memorandum. And, and lots of people, you know, it sounds very complicated. It's got all this stuff in there, like, like taking a drug, you know, the, 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 your hair might fall out. You might, you know, die of, some strange disease or whatever, all the horrible things that can happen. If anyone has ever looked at the terms and conditions on a mutual fund, they will never put money in a mutual fund again. It, it pay, you know, a, a PPM in, in a multifamily syndication deal pales in comparison to the terms and conditions of a mutual fund. And they, it's so large, they can't even put, most of them can't even put it on their website. You have to like, they only put a summary of about 300 pages on their website. It's, it's really quite amazing. So I think that as a general rule, we're not, I'll speak for myself. We're not, you know, I'm not, I was not financially as savvy as I am now. So we'll leave it at that, but. Well, Holly, uh, I really have appreciated you being on the show today. Tell me how, how people can get, get in contact with you. Sure. So I have a website called keepmore.com. And, you know, we're, I was, I'm in the high tax state of New York and, and, you know, this is a, well, real estate investing is the way I am my mind to, to save on taxes, to avoid as much tax as you can, which we have every legal right to do. So you can go to keepmore.com. I've got resources and, uh, you know, join my mailing list to find out, you know, download things and, and find my, uh, you know, find out about the latest opportunities and what's going on. That's great, Holly. I really appreciate you being on the show today. I hope everyone will subscribe and leave a comment and we will talk to you tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital making a difference one investor and one child at a time. 
Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success. 